stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm joined by Dave Bartosiak, who's the editor of Zach's Blockchain Innovators newsletter, to discuss the cryptocurrencies, because I know it's on everybody's mind, but not for good reasons, and the blockchain plays, because there might be some buying opportunities in both of these areas, and since Dave is running the blockchain newsletter with his picks in there. I thought he's the perfect person to come on and discuss all the stuff going on. Um, so, Dave, the the cryptos, we are going to discuss the Bitcoin and the Ethereum because I feel like those are the two main ones. I know there's Litecoin that's kind of popular, but otherwise there's just dozens of other ones that I can't keep track of. So everybody's yeah. talking about the Bitcoin. And it traded under the $6,000. It's now, I, I went to go look before we came on here, and it's now surging back towards 7000 So what do you think of Bitcoin in general? Um, was that the bottom maybe? The, what did it get down to, like 5800 or something? Is, is that the oh. bottom? Should, should people be considering jumping in here? It looks like the bottom was 5780 okay. on June 29th, the, the recent bottom. Now, this, the 6,000 level, um, or close to it, uh, has been tested a few times. The first time was in February, um, well after sort of the Bitcoin mania uh, back last December when you had prices up close to $20,000. came tumbling down pretty quickly to that $6,000 level in February. Uh, bounced a little bit got back up over 11000 in early March and then uh, came down to retest that $6,000 level in April. Uh, another bounce up to 10000 and then uh, the most recent, um, you know, negativity uh, with it coming down to new lows. So is the low in? I'm not going to call it the low, <laughs> especially because that 6000 level was breached a little bit. Yeah. So you might have a little, uh, I, I like to call it a rope-a-dope, but really it's a, it's a a stop grabber pattern. So when there's a an established level of support in the market, what happens sometimes is that traders will force something below that level of support in the hopes of getting people to trigger all their stop losses and then um, they, you know, force it right back up in the in the opposite direction. But then the same thing happens uh, on the flip side too. So we're starting to approach the uh the 50-day moving average on Bitcoin, that's up at 7,150. Obviously, you have the psychological level of 7,000 before that. Uh, but I think that uh, that should provide plenty of upside resistance here in the intermediate term for Bitcoin. Okay. And now, as yeah, terrible as it seems, right? Because, okay. you know, you, you like to play went for 20,000 down to 6,000, right? Yeah, that sounds pretty um, bad. That, that's pretty terrible. Uh, would you like to hazard a guess as to where Bitcoin started July of last year? Um, well, I'm assuming it was a lot lower. Um, I did not look the, at this. What do you think, Danny? He's looking at me. Five, 5,000? No, that's way too high. I would say 500. Okay. So it was uh, kind of right in the middle of you two. Oh. Um, <laughs> 
at uh, 24.20 is where it opened trading wow. in July of 2017. So uh, under 2,500, and here it is at 6,600. So if I didn't tell you about the move up to 20,000 and the negativity earlier in this year, this would be a much different story, right? If it was a more linear projection, we'd all be screaming about how awesome Bitcoin is still. Yeah, uh, if I was like asleep and woke up. If I was like, you know, in some deep slumber. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So it's still, you know, obviously uh, has grown in popularity. I think the uh, introduction of the Bitcoin futures in December was obviously a large event, uh, putting it on the map. And uh, so now it's, it's, it's got some growing pains to go through in terms of mainstream legitimacy. Yeah. Uh, but I think that, you know, more and more you're seeing um, companies adopt blockchain technologies and even just utilizing Bitcoin um, more and more pretty much, you know, every day. So it's I think it's gone from this very niche market, you know, even well before it came on the scene and um, for retail investors kind of in, in 2017. Um, it's gone from that little real small niche to uh, sort of mainstream, at least, uh, acknowledgement of what it is, right? It's kind of pretty much everybody in the finance world knows what Bitcoin is, where you couldn't say that a few years ago. That is definitely true. Um, It's still on people's lips, so to speak. Um, So are you a believer in it for longer-term investors or maybe only for traders at this point until we kind of see how it develops? Or for both, maybe? You know, I've... I've never seen anything like it that came fizzled and just fell by the wayside um, with the amount of utility that it has. And I know there's lots of people that will argue that there's no utility and there's no value, but there there is. Otherwise, it wouldn't be this. It wouldn't be up here for this long, right? We wouldn't be at these levels. Um, so whether or not it blooms to the you know the uh, the replacement for gold in a digital form remains to be seen. I don't think it's going to be as dramatic as the entire world giving up fiat currency and moving to you know the blockchain and Bitcoin, but uh, I don't think that it's going away. Uh, and uh, there are worse ideas that you could stock a few bucks away into for the long term. Okay, but for right now, nobody's buying the Ferraris at the moment. Unless you yeah, bought a year a ago, of, I guess if you bought a year ago, you could still buy the Ferrari. Possibly not a lot not of really. not a lot of Bitcoin Ferraris and Bitcoin Lambo talks out there. No, <laughs> um, but uh, you okay. know, you'll never know what what two point brings. All right, right, right. Now, what about um, Ethereum? That's the other big one, and that has fallen down into the four hundred level. I think it's at like four fifty five while we're recording this. But it was at eight hundred dollars in May and it was as high as thirteen twenty four or so, I think, in January. So where does Ethereum fit in if, you know, a lot of people are adopting the Bitcoin? Sure. So with Bitcoin, you can think of that, and a lot of people have drawn the parallel to digital gold in that it's a digital store of value. With Ethereum, it's the smart contract technology within the Ethereum blockchain that's so attractive to people. Um, And so a lot of the initial coin offerings um, are based on the Ethereum blockchain. So you can almost think of Ethereum as the Bitcoin stock market index, Mm. Um, you know, the Bitcoin S&P. 
kind of, and I know these are, uh, there's going to be people raging about the inaccuracy <laughs> of that statement, and I understand, but... Send Dave all your comments. Yeah, Don't right. send them to me. Send them to Dave. Put them, I'll put them <laughs> in my suggestion box. Um, the, uh, so I think that's a good kind of, you know, uh, way to conceptualize uh, the difference between Ethereum and, uh, and Bitcoin. Okay, yeah, um, that, that helps me. So they've also had, you know, a huge run-up into December of last year and uh, subsequent drop-off, um, getting under $400 in April uh, and then approaching that $400 level here this month, or last month, rather, and then here in July we're, you know, kind of right by those levels as well. Uh, one thing about Ethereum that may be uh, different, that may be a, a potential catalyst in the near term, is that the SEC basically came in and said, okay, well, you know, Ethereum itself is not a security, which opened the door for a futures contract to be made on it. So uh, I know the CME group and uh, and the, the Chicago Board of Options Exchange, or I guess they just call it SIBO now, um, <laughs> is uh, is looking into launching an Ethereum contract. So uh, obviously they have experience with the Bitcoin contract already. Yeah. Um, that's been a success for them. Uh, and uh, so they're looking to add Ethereum, which only brings further legitimacy to uh, to that, that crypto space. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely a stock I think we mentioned prior, if I recall correctly, on a show we did on the blockchain. We were talking about CBOE before. Um, so let's switch over to the blockchain type of stocks that will deploy some of this technology because everything's always changing in that universe too. But I want to start off with Kodak because I, I'm almost positive we talked about it last time. And, yeah. um, you know, it soared, the share soared on the news that they had that coin that does have some real pl- practical applications because it's going to allow photographers to get paid for the use of their copyrighted images, basically. But since then, it looks like the shares have come way down and are losing most of the gain that they got off that news, essentially. So where does it stand with Kodak? Is that possibly a buying opportunity here or was it just too early on the excitement of what the blockchain might be able to do for them? Where do you stand on Kodak? It looked like the, you know, after the early hype came and settled down a little bit. And then as news broke of them, you know, launching that new coin of theirs, the Kodak coin, um, and applying it and, and having actual licensing relationships with um, with some, some teams out there. So one thing that they did was they, they unrolled it in, I think it was like six major arenas around the country. And so if you're a fan and you're at the game and you take a picture of, you know, somebody making a play, um, then you could upload that, and then if the Associated Press was doing a story um, on that game, they could use your picture and then give you credit and pay you for it. So that's huh. kind of that's already been launched. Yeah, so that's smart. That sort of pilot program is going on right now. Just um, on an aside, so, are they doing anything for weather photographs with that, um, or is they, it just in yet. stadiums? Not yet. Okay. Because that's yet, another place that, them. yeah, that they, could really be useful. What about the weather bugs? But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know how they're always doing that? Where, yeah. Uh, they're showing on the news, you know, people taking their pics. Right. Um, so, yeah, and that's, so I think they're they're trying to show like a proof of concept. Okay. Um, that they can scale. And uh, I think they're just starting with a few, a handful of teams. 
and uh, are, are going from there. So as far as the stock, um, it's not translating to money yet. Okay. So uh, investors, you know, bought up, bought into the hype, um, and I thought it would get a little bit more momentum following the announcement of some of those licensing deals, but uh, they just didn't get the traction, and uh, the stock sold off pretty sharply. Um, several yeah. days in a row on some higher volume, and uh, unfortunately, it was just time to time to bail in blockchain innovators. <laughs> right. But right, um, well, that's why I'm asking, you know, like, when maybe it's a buying opportunity a little bit going forward here, because it is down almost thirty percent in the last month alone. Yeah, I just get real nervous when stocks get pounded down under yeah. five bucks like that. Yeah, um, it's not a good sign. Okay, so, um, I just had to. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I, I I do have some time constraints, I suppose, yeah. uh, with these services. Yeah. Um, and if it's not your time, it's just not your time. So yeah. just kind of get out and uh, and hope, uh, you know, to catch the, the next wave. Now, we don't have any Zach's rank on Kodak because none of the analysts are covering it still. Um, that would be, or at least that we have in our system. There might be one out there. Right. Um, but that would be, you know, big news if more analysts decide to cover them, too. Is that something people should be watching for? Do you think others will? Yeah, because you're seeing some of these fringe names um, start to get a little bit of analyst coverage. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, I, I, we're always doing the marijuana podcast. And I'm <laughs> we sure are. we're going to have to do that again now. Definitely. What's happened. <laughs> um, but it's, it's very, it draws parallels uh, in that these companies were smaller. Uh, you know, nobody was really buying them. They were just like, uh, whatever, just a micro cap, you know, who knows what's going to happen. And then as they started, you know, to gain analyst coverage, they got more and more legitimate. And then now all of a sudden, you know, with some of these legal rulings coming down, the marijuana stocks have done well. But yeah, uh, I think here with further, you know, maybe not regulation per se, but just, uh, just more companies adopting uh, the blockchain technology and cryptocurrencies and their sort of daily operations i think you're gonna you're gonna see those stocks pop up and get coverage and show up on on radars now not to toot our own horns but i'm going to um since you brought up the marijuana stocks because i i don't know if you saw but constellation brands which we did mention on the last marijuana podcast we did um, reported earnings and said that their investment in that Canadian marijuana company was actually contributing <laughs> to their sales yeah. growth. Um, so we said that that was a good way to get in, you know, through like the use of it in food or beverages and things that Constellation Brands is trying to go for. And right. I guess that's working for now, but we're definitely going to have to do an update on on those stocks going forward too, as I said. But um, let's turn to some other, the financials, because I feel like some of them are kind of the big winners in adopting the blockchain or even Bitcoin kind of quickly here. So Square has really been in the news because didn't they didn't they add crypto to their app? Yeah, so if you're in New York State and you use the Square Cash app, you can trade crypto right there on the cash app okay. and sell it you can send it uh, um unfortunately it hasn't rolled out the rest of the country yet but uh something i'm sure will happen over yeah. time so and, and then that, that utilizing you know blockchain technology in a business like square where you're trying to minimize your transaction costs obviously helps uh so square's been doing some good good things they've been rocking and rolling for a long time here yeah um i think since i i think I, since i put them in home run um 
and that, that's how long it's been. Cause, I mean, I, I haven't ran home run for, I think, a year and a half now. Yeah. Um, so they, they've been doing very well. Yeah, I really like those payment companies just in general. Um, I guess you can kind of put MasterCard in there, too. You were telling me that they're they're doing something with blockchain, too. I mean, how could they not? Isn't everybody? Yeah, they're doing all sorts of stuff. It's like every day I look up MasterCard as a new patent uh, on the use of blockchain technology. And, uh, you know, most recently they're working on a private blockchain to confirm transactions. So I guess the way that that differs is it's it's not a public blockchain where everyone has access to it it's private so their own proprietary you know systems would yeah. be confirming transactions going back and forth um but still that that's something that they hope is going to lower the amount of fraud and uh and add to their uh bottom line what about um the healthcare sector because that would seem ripe to something like this where it makes it really easy to check records as it does like in the real estate industry with the title searches and all of that, sure. it like makes it very quick. So are, is there anyone using it like on the medical side yet or how's that? So United Health um, is one of the companies that's already working on bringing medical records to the, uh, to the blockchain. Um, one of the cool parts about the smart contracts with Ethereum is that they're all like little packets of data. So if, if you're looking to store lots of information, you can use the blockchain to do so um, versus, you know, just holding it on your own servers somewhere. Uh, so their uh, United Health is, is one of the companies and one of the few that were looked at favorably in the eyes of Zach's rank when I was putting uh, blockchain innovators together. Yeah. Um, that's uh, utilizing that. And, uh, and you know, hopefully, and a lot of these are, are kind of, you know, incub- like in the incubator phase, right? So they're right. not 100% sure how it's going to work, but they know that it can work and they're experimenting with it. Okay. Well, yeah, the first in might, you know, get the most benefit out of it, strangely, because sure. they're first in, <laughs> I guess. Um, what about on the other side, on the payments systems area, you said net element is using it or did they? Yeah, have- so this is a smaller company. Um, ticker is N-E-T-E. Uh, they do have a Zach's rank. Last I checked, they did. Uh, so they're starting to get a little bit of coverage here uh, from analysts. And uh, they're, you know, a payment processor that's, you know, leaning on blockchain technology in order to do it in the most efficient, efficient manner. Okay. And have their own blockchain payment system. So where you can pay, you know, pay for your your uh, Panda Express with uh, with your block with your Bitcoin there, Tracy. Well, that's very important. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, are any of these stocks getting other than Kodak? Are any of these getting hit, or like, do they move when the Bitcoin sells off or the Ethereum, or is it totally separate? Obviously, there's other businesses underlying the blockchain with most of these. So, uh, you know, is there any correlation? Like I'm thinking of oil with energy, but it's not, you know, that strong of a correlation. Right. It it hasn't been that dramatic recently. Okay. Um, When Bitcoin was up at the highs, everything was going flying upwards. But now that the hype is kind of down, the correlation has died off a little bit. Okay. Um, They still get hit some, but um, it's not, you know, anywhere near as strong as what you would see in the, you know, for the EMPs for oil. Yeah. Okay. Because that's kind of, I know people like to know if it's going to be real volatile if they get in there. You know, if Bitcoin does 
you know, go down further if they're going to get hit if they buy, you know, net element or even the CBOE or something like that. But it sounds like no. Yeah, some of the smaller ones, you know, are more effective. So, right. Um, you know, I mean, we, we rolled the dice on Riot blockchain, I think, and, you know, the thought it kind of fell out on us. <laughs> right. Um, it's, you know, you have to sometimes. Yeah. You know, otherwise you're not going to get, you know, when, when that pop happens, you're not going to participate in it at all. Yeah. Um, and if you want to manage your risk, well, then just don't buy as much. Right. right. I mean, that's how I can manage my risk because I'm not loading the boat on some obscure blockchain name. Yeah. So, yeah. Because um, there's clearly going to be some winners and some losers. And nobody knows who who will be that with these smaller guys in particular. Right. So you got to kind of you're going to take some losses um, while the market figures that out. All right, so this is a good update, I feel. Um, still a believer in the cryptos, and the blockchain is kind of normalizing a little bit more, those stacks, it sounds like. Yeah, it's starting to normalize a little bit, and then uh, I, I do think we're in for another bout of uh, hysteria. Okay. Um, now, I did see a prediction, um, one of the crypto analyst guys. I don't know who it was now off the top of my head, but he said he believes Bitcoin will be 50,000 by the end of the year. That was his call. Wow. I said uh, there's still six months. Why not? Yeah. I mean, it seems <laughs> a long way from here. Yeah. Seems but, like uh, the way it's, things have happened. yeah, that it's been moving. Anything is possible. But um, I'm sure that, that that prediction was flagged by a lot of people, I'm sure. Yeah. There's a couple who've gone the other way, too, and saying that it's got a lot lower to go for Bitcoin, um, including that Wolf of Wall Street guy. He was saying that it's got it's going to slide some more. So who knows? Does, does anybody listen to that guy anymore? I don't know. I don't remember his name even. I didn't see the movie. Oh, yeah, that's it. Um, so, yeah, I didn't see that movie. It's one of the few like financial ones I didn't see. But, um, yeah, so I always just call him the you Wolf of Wall Street. Wait, what? I know. Wolf of Wall Street? No. Danny's shaking his head at me, too. Um, I mean, it's highly offensive. But, I know. Uh, so I guess I should. I should rush out and rent it, right? Yeah, what are you doing? I don't know. Rent it? It didn't really appeal to me that much. Go, I get the DVDs in the VHS? mail. I want you to know that Netflix contacted me because I'm one of the few long-term users of the DVDs, and they're celebrating their 20th anniversary of shipping out the DVDs, and I was an original customer, Dave. If you were still alive? Basically, I'm an original customer. So they wanted like feedback, wow. like any quotes about how much I love it. 20 wow. years I've been getting them in the mail, the little red envelope. 20 years? Yeah. Wow. I know. It's hard my, to believe. My, sister, my, my sister's up there too. There's wow. over a million of us, Dave. I just thought I'd point that out. There's a million of you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you still log in with your AOL email address? Mm, kind of, yes. Because that's I do. Right. That's what my sister does. Yeah, too. see? She does her AOL email. For address, sure. So. Hey, it's not broken. Why change? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. That's why I have you on for the blockchain show, because you know all this stuff, and I'm still getting DVDs in the mail. So I will yeah. order Wolf of Wall Street now on my DVD, you know, my next run here. There you go. You Get it shipped it. to me. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it's a little crude. Well, it's that's what crude. I've heard. That's That's fine. You know, it is finance. It is Wall Street after all, right? So Yes. Yes, it is. All right. Um, let's recap the tickers then from the show. So we had Kodak, KODK, 
That looks a little iffy, though. Um, then we had CBOE. CBOE is the ticker there. Square is SQ. MasterCard is MA. United Health on the insurance side is UNH. And then the small payment systems guy, Net Element, is N-E-T-E. And be sure to subscribe to all of our shows so that you're always getting the Market Edge. You can get us on Apple podcast, of course, which is over on iTunes and we're on SoundCloud. And I know a lot of you subscribing over there. So that's good to see. And we're also on Spotify. So um, I think we are, aren't we? Oh, maybe not. We might not be on Spotify with this show. Looking at Danny, he's nodding. So, well, one of them, you can get us on one of the three. Um, But we're all over the place. So be sure to subscribe because you don't want to miss a single episode, especially if we're going to do the marijuana one again, because stuff is happening there. So get us every week and then you won't miss anything. And we'll see you again next time.